Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Coach Cody Podcast. If you hear any barking, growling, squeaking, or anything of that sort, it's my new dog, Toby. I got him about a week ago, and he's not a puppy. He's about nine months old, but he still can be an asshole like a puppy sometimes. Uh, very energetic, likes to bark at the wind or his reflection or just anything in general sometimes. So that could potentially pop up in this episode, but I'm just going to keep on rolling. So apologies for that. I happened to also adopt him on the same day that I got my second Moderna shot. So that was not the greatest timing because I felt like death and I was trying to transition a new puppy into my home and environment. And that's kind of tough on its own, but to also have 102 fever kind of chasing him around, making sure he isn't having any accidents or getting to, getting into any trouble was uh, a bit more of a headache than just the COVID shot. But all is good now. He has transitioned pretty seamlessly. He learned very quickly. He only had like one accident and uh, he's just a very sweet dog and he gets along with Carly, my other dog, who um, she's bigger than him and she's older. She's an old lady. So she's a bit of an old grump at first, but she's warming up to him. So it's it's been good. It's like he kind of always belonged here. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy. And I'm also happy to not be feeling like death anymore post COVID shot. But luckily it only lasted for like a day or so. So if you're hesitant about getting that second COVID dose, just know that it's, it kind of does, or it can potentially suck at first. Sometimes people don't have reactions to it, but apparently having a temperature means that you had a good immune response. So I guess feeling like poop for a day is a good thing. So I am blessed. <laughs> uh, on that topic, speaking of COVID and getting vaccinated and having the world open back up again, uh, there's been a theme lately that I've been noticing with clients and uh, even with myself. And there's two parts of it. We don't really, we haven't really thought about or talked a lot about what it's going to feel like when life does start going back to normal, when things do start opening up. There's a lot more social obligation again or social interaction again because there's no kind of guaranteed excuse of COVID. Uh, if you're an introvert, lockdown might not have been such a horrible thing because it was kind of just this, it, it meant that you said no a lot less. You just were like, oh darn, um, if only COVID wasn't a thing, we could totally meet up or something along those lines, you know? Uh, <laughs> but now you might be feeling a little bit naked. Your whole safety blanket of lockdown is being torn out from underneath you. And uh, it's a good thing, but I can understand that it can also feel scary as a fellow socially anxious person. And uh, it is a bit of a transition, even me moving from like the middle of nowhere to the city. It was a transition for me. So actually having social invites and like being able to hang out with people and go places, uh, there is a little bit of anxiety provoking feelings surrounding it because you actually have to set boundaries now. Whereas COVID kind of set those boundaries for you and they were kind of socially accepted. 
and now instead of just putting the blame on covid you have to set that boundary for yourself and if someone asks you to do something and you don't want to do something you gotta just tell them you don't want to do anything and uh i think we should probably normalize that a bit but at the same time you know because we don't owe people explanations if you don't want to do something don't do it like covid has taught us one thing and that is that life is kind of fragile and you don't you don't have to spend time doing something that you don't want to do i think that yeah life's just too short by the same time that's also not an excuse for like avoiding anxiety covid was also this excusable avoidance thing <laughs> so you know how you avoid something for a while you avoid social social interactions for a while and that first that first social interaction after avoidance is always a lot tougher right it's gonna be kind of like that it's gonna be tougher for a while but just know that that is normal that's to be expected it's not that your anxiety is getting worse or that you can't do like you can't push yourself anymore it's going to be a little bit more uncomfortable it's like taking a few steps back for sure that's something that i have definitely noticed in myself so unfortunately it's going to take some work for me personally to continue to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit socially and uh get back into the normal life the world of you know not having excuses anymore that are just given for me (laughs) um if you're not an introvert you probably think i sound like the biggest asshole i apologize i was just born this way (laughs) uh outside of social anxiety though uh the biggest thing i've been recognizing with clients is that there's been a lot of struggle with having more social obligations i uh, being invited out having restaurants and bars and things open up that all of these opportunities that we didn't have on the table are now back on the table so being able to navigate normal life again and having to set boundaries around food in ways that we haven't had to do in a really long time it's like we've always had the opportunity to order in so it's not that it's completely different but i think that there is an extra layer of social obligation that makes it even harder to say no to things or to just be able to stay on track uh it's like lockdown was this false sense of of normal it's kind of like on this show my 600 pound life when doctor now puts his patients in a controlled environment in the hospital and they're on a controlled diet and they're they lose a bunch of weight because their environment is just 100 controlled for them and then he sends them home and then they get it all back because it was a false environment and they didn't really learn how to control those things for themselves it was all just done for them so they didn't really learn how to change their habits uh, or incorporate new habits and uh, lockdown is kind of like that we have a lot more outside distractions we have a lot more outside obligations especially if you're someone who worked at home through COVID and maybe you're going back to the office and now you have to plan a little differently you have to meal prep 
because you're not just able to cook something up at home anymore. Uh, so there's a few hurdles that could possibly pop up that you might have to learn to plan for. And it's going to be a bit of a transition, but it's not something that is impossible. And just like we transitioned into lockdown, it's going to be an adjustment out of lockdown. And uh, just because you have more social obligations and opportunities, it doesn't mean that it's time to just quit fitness. It's, uh, there is this, there's been a little bit of a theme where people have just been like, wow, I have so much going on right now. I just don't think that um, I can focus on, on my fitness and nutrition right now. It's just so busy. But the thing is, this isn't temporary. <laughs> this busyness was here before COVID. We just forgot. Uh, so you have to resist the t- temptation to think that this is a temporary situation and wanting to pause your nutrition and fitness until things calm down again because this isn't calming down this is the new normal and that's not a bad thing we do not want it to calm down because we don't want to go back into lockdown uh so essentially you're going to have to learn how to plan and how to set those boundaries for yourself uh in order to stay on track with your nutrition and fitness and if you started your fitness journey within the lockdown uh this could be like completely new territory for you because you haven't had to navigate the social aspect of things yet because you've been in that false environment this whole time throughout your whole journey and uh it's going to be a a bit of trial and error for you to kind of figure out how to navigate these things but the best thing you can do is just be mindful and learn from the situations you don't have to don't go into that all or nothing mindset to where you're like wow i ate out five times this week i went to all of the restaurants that i haven't been able to go to i went to all of the social invites that i got because i was just been so deprived for the last year and i just really wanted to see people and i wanted to see family and stuff like that um that part of it might be a little bit more temporary because there's like this rush of holy shit i want to do all the things i haven't been able to do for the past year that's like a very normal reaction but you don't have to keep doing that like it's going to be taken away from you type of thing god i hope not at least but uh (laughs) to have that initial rush of like yeah i'm gonna do all of the things that i've been wanting to do totally normal but after you're able to experience some things to a certain level you have to get back on track and kind of figure out how to incorporate these things into your life in a way that is balanced because those things aren't going to going away the social obligations are not going to go away especially this year since we'll be able to visit family over the holidays i i know it's just summer but there are some holidays that are going to be approaching that you're gonna have to learn to navigate so you know might as well start now right (laughs) so um you will have to create new boundaries uh that that lockdown created for you initially 
since you can't just be like, yeah, sorry, I wish I could see you, but I can't, or I wish I could go out to this restaurant and dine in, but I can't. Uh, it's okay to say no and not have a justification for it, any rhyme or reason, first of all. Like, it just is. I think we get so caught up in like needing an excuse for something, but in reality, the best excuse is just that you don't feel like it. Like, that's fine. If someone doesn't accept that, then that's on them. It, it, that's just my opinion, though. Maybe I'm an asshole. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a more authentic way or just a more honest way like to say no, possibly, instead of just being like, oh, yeah, sorry. I think I actually got COVID, even though I've been vaccinated. So you definitely just don't want to be around me. Um, anyways, it's also okay to say yes, but to not drink or you can order food that is more aligned with your nutrition plan, something that might be easier on the macros or something that you could plan to fit into your diet. Maybe instead of ordering that super burrito, you can get like some fajitas and skip the tortillas or something along those lines. Just you'll learn a bit more how to navigate restaurant menus and stuff like that um i could probably make a whole podcast about that actually because you can still eat out and make healthy choices and not have it totally just blow your nutrition fitness to the side so maybe maybe i'll go over that next week but um it's also okay to treat yourself but treats are treats for a reason they should be kept actually being a treat uh what makes something a treat is that you only get it on occasion. Getting a treat multiple times a week does not make it a treat. That just makes it something you eat quite frequently, which does not compute. So treat meals, keep them the treat meals. Dining out might have to be something that you only do once a week for one meal. Uh, that's personally what I do. I'm not saying you have to do everything that I do, but uh, that's my personal boundary with food. I'm not saying that everyone has to do it that way, but it does feel like a treat to me. And delayed gratification kind of makes things taste better, but you'll figure out what works for you. But um, just know that don't lie to yourself and like, treat yourself <laughs> every day uh that's just just not a treat so don't lie to yourself uh just be mindful of what <laughs> you're eating what is working what is not and what is going to get you closer to your goals and it is okay to have a bit of a temporary celebration of coming back to life as normal and doing the things that you haven't been able to for a bit but just make sure <laughs> to reel it back in and get back on track um this doesn't have to be a pause uh, it doesn't have to be a fuck it mode you don't need to just put it all to the side and just be like damn i totally just messed everything up because i ate at a restaurant every single day or i gained five pounds or whatever it's that's not how it works it's don't go into the all or nothing mindset just do your best and be mindful and figure out what works for you and what doesn't and learn from every situation that is the best advice i can give you so in order to find more balance in your life with nutrition and 
social obligations. It's just going to be something that you're going to have to learn as you go and experience. And the best way to do that is to know what your priorities are. Uh, if your priorities are to be healthy or to lose weight or gain muscle, make sure that you keep those in mind and is whatever activity you're doing or how you're how you're doing with your nutrition and your fitness is that going to lead you is that in line with your priorities essentially if it's not then you need to reevaluate and if you don't know what your priorities are my biggest suggestion is to write them down and uh i've done this thing lately where i've been writing my goals or i've been having well only a few clients have done it so far but writing down goals on post-it notes because there's something about the act of writing down goals that just makes it feel more serious or more of a commitment but not only writing it down but being able to put it somewhere where it's in plain sight where you can't miss it whether it's on your bathroom mirror or your computer or in your car or you can have multiple post-it notes just stuck everywhere with your goals to keep it fresh in your mind at all times because if we write it down in a journal and we just close it it's really easy to not open up that journal again for x amount of time and you can just ignore it and be like out of sight out of sight out of mind i never made that goal so who cares moving on so write down your goals put them stick it everywhere it's like create of an environment that actually makes it harder for you to fall off track than it does for you to stay on track. So reminders are great and keep those commitments to yourself. And this is just one way to make a little commitment to yourself and make sure you follow through with it. Um, so if you haven't gotten some post-its, I highly recommend you do. And did you know that they also have super sticky and just regular sticky? The regular sticky, those are shit. I don't know why they exist because they don't even stick to my computer. I was just having to fit, like sticking my post-its back up like halfway through the day or like every hour where they just fall off for no reason. Then I got the super sticky post-it notes. Those things, they just stay up all the time. It's the little things. So make sure you get those super sticky post-its, write down your goals and stick them everywhere crazy i mean you can also write like your write affirmations you know like this sounds always this always sounds cheesy as fuck but if you're super struggling with self-doubt or negative self-talk write positive things on those sticky notes to yourself uh make it be the first thing that you see in the morning because there is something to be said about your mindset that you start the day with or if you're just constantly telling yourself that you suck and you can't do things, chances are you're going to believe it and you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, so I challenge you to just see what happens if you change that negative self-talk into something positive and putting it next to right where your goals are and uh, see how that goes. But anyways, I'm going to end this podcast here before I just ramble on and just make it more awkward for all of us but uh if you have any time and you happen to be on 
Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a review, that would help me out immensely. No pressure, just if you want to. Uh, And until then, I will see you, I will talk to you, I guess, in the next podcast. And uh, feel free to shoot me an email if you have any topics, suggestions at coachcodyharmon at gmail.com. And of course, all my other info is down in the description as well. So thank you so much for listening. I know that there's a million other podcasts out there that you could be listening to, but you spent your time listening to this. I I don't know why, but I appreciate it. And uh, peace out. I will talk to you next time.